Welcome to the Simply Resilient Podcast, episode number 91, Resiliency Training, Deciding What to Believe, Week 1. My name is Jesse Ellertson, and I am a certified life coach and a military wife who is in the trenches of life with each of you. This podcast is for military wives who know how to handle the challenges of deployments and frequent trainings, but want to improve the experience that they are having in the process. If you are ready to thrive while your husband is away, then you are in the right place. Welcome to Resiliency Training Week 1. And as you can see, I have a different background today. My family and I are on a vacation and I made a little deal with my husband. I told him I've got to get my resiliency training videos recorded. And if you take the kids to the pool for a few hours while I work on this, then I'll give you the night off, right? So we made this deal. So here I am in our hotel room facing this lovely window looking out at this palm trees and warm weather. We're in Las Vegas and uh, we just love getting out of the cold Utah weather. So this month in resiliency training, we are talking about beliefs. We are taking a look at what we believe. We're deciding if we like what we believe. We're identifying new things we want to believe that we don't currently believe. We're figuring out what it takes to believe something, why there are things that we currently believe that we that are not serving us, that are really affecting our lives in a negative way. And we're just kind of getting into all of that. And then I'm going to teach you later on in the month, some really powerful things when it comes to beliefs that will deeply impact your life. They have mine. So I'm really looking forward to teaching you about those things. So in this video, we're just going to do a really nice overview and mainly focus on how we decide what to believe and what not to believe. So the first thing that's really important to understand is that a belief is just something we decide to keep on thinking. And the alternate is true. This is really good to know because then we can really simply understand why we believe any certain thing. And it also really helps us see that if there's something that we currently don't believe that we want to, that all it would take would be to spend time believing it in a way that really resonated with us so that we could connect with that thought and really start to believe it And the more we think something and the more we believe it, the easier it is to keep on thinking. So you can see how that would work positively and negatively for you. So this is a little bit different than the way I used to think beliefs worked. It's not a really dramatic difference when we start to learn about this, but when we haven't taken the time to really understand it or analyze it, ask ourselves why we believe what we believe, how would we go about believing something new? We just are, we're just missing a little bit there. And that's what I'm hoping to fill in for you guys today. So the way that I used to think this worked was that I just had beliefs inside of me, basically. I understood that I would learn something new and and internalize it or say that's not for me, right? I I knew that was kind of happening. And uh, if I came upon something new and I wanted to see what I felt about it and see if I wanted to believe in it or keep on thinking it, it was almost like I was checking in with myself just to see if it would click rather than this different way of just saying like, do I want to believe this? What are my reasons? Do I not want to spend time thinking this? What are my reasons? It was as if I had this mold that I would see if these new ideas would fit into that belief mold that I had. And in a way that's true, but I like knowing that I can choose each time that it doesn't have to necessarily fit into that mold that it isn't just something that I'm born with or just all these opportunities to believe in things wouldn't just go one place or the other because of who I am. I get to decide each time. That's really empowering for me. And it was really fun as I learned this to open up to the beliefs that I already had 
and that I decided to keep most of them. Really, I loved all the things, most of the things I currently believed. And I was able to just gently and over time start to let go of the things that I didn't even realize weren't really serving me or working very well for me. And I started to just let them go just little by little, piece by piece. And I still spend time thinking things that don't serve me. I'm definitely not perfect at that, but I'm definitely much more intentional about it these days. And it's refreshing and empowering. And I love how simple it is. And the word simple is so cool because we sometimes mistakenly associate simple and easy together. That's not the case. There are very simple things that take quite a bit of work and intentionality to apply and to implement. And that is so much about what I teach you in these videos and what I teach my clients about in our sessions. And that's why I love that I call my practice, my coaching practice, Simply Resilient, because these concepts are simple. Most of us have heard them in one form or another, and applying them really increases our mental resiliency as we face this world and and the challenges and the ups and the downs in our life. Another thing that comes to mind when we talk about the simplicity of this concept and others is that people will say sometimes when we're learning about these kinds of things and someone explains it so simply to us we tend to think they make it look so simple or we we love how someone else will say it and we think it can be simple for them but complicated for us and really all that's happening there is that our lower brain loves to complicate things so the way our brain does that is just right on track with its job it overthinks things and then adds like a splash of drama. And that's the perfect way to, that equation is like the perfect way to equal taking something from simple to complicated. Our lower brain wants it to be confusing, wants it to be like, oh, it'll work for them, but not for me. It, it wants you to not try for these new things, to not understand yourself so well, to not take something that it wants you things complicated and make it really simple so that you can overcome it and be more in control of it and more intentional. It wants just everything to be still and quiet and dark and small. And we're not living that life anymore. We are taking charge. We are increasing our intentionality. We are trying to make everything more simple so that we can empower ourselves to take full control over it. So I have to quick tell you a funny thing that is happening since at the beginning of this video, I told you that I was alone in my hotel room and then I paused my recording because my family came back not my family, just my little kids. The pool was just a little bit too cold for them. And it's kind of windy today. So my older kids are still swimming, but my little girls are now here in a hot bath in that room. And uh, my oldest is watching them. So you're going to hear them a little bit and that's okay. I just wanted to tell you that because you would think I was alone and then you would hear these noises. So now you'll know what the noises are from anyway. Okay. So back to believing, I want to talk to you about how we would create new beliefs. And again, that is simple too. It's about practicing thinking these new top, these new thoughts. It's about practicing spending time thinking them more than you're thinking the old thoughts that aren't serving you anymore. You do not have to stop your brain from offering you those old beliefs. You just need to answer them. You need to have a plan for that. So a way I like to explain this to my clients is I want them to narrate what their lower brain is doing. This is one way we sort of answer our lower brain or really don't give into like the vagueness and how it can feel elusive sometimes of what our lower brain's doing. We just say like, oh, here you are offering me this thought or this belief. There you go, lower brain offering me some anxious thoughts or some self-deprecating thoughts or some 
self-pitying thoughts, right? That thought, when I spend time thinking that thought, then I feel a lot of resentment. So we just are like narrating what our lower brain's doing. We don't even really have to change it. And once that, once we do that and spend time doing that, what our lower brain is offering us just decreases in power a little bit, decreases in drama a little bit. And it all just becomes very clear and very simple, right? That's one way to simplify what it's doing. And then when that becomes a little easier, that process of understanding our lower brain, what it's doing and why, and how it only has power over us and an effect on our lives if we let it, um, then we're able to answer it even further by having a plan, a thinking plan of what we want to think instead of those old thoughts and those old ways to believe. So I know I have run a lot of models with you guys, but these are the basic foundational core principles that will come up in my coaching always. And the reason that we go over these basic things over and over again is not for your higher brain, your logical brain who understands this so well and could do it in its sleep. It's for your lower brain who will continually want to refute these new concepts that you're trying to implement into your mind management and your thought work. So whenever I'm teaching you something that you already know, and you're like, oh, here she goes again, talking about how thoughts create feelings and, and how feelings create actions and how, if we want to feel something different, we need to think something different. I, I do talk about that all the time, but just say like, it's okay. This one's for my lower brain. Like my, I need to get my lower brain to hear this. I'm reminding my lower brain. When we run models and we do thought work, it's really all for our lower brain to show our lower brain what is true and why this is happening and how we could change it if we wanted to. So like I was saying, that even greater way to answer your lower brain as it goes throughout its day doing its job is to have a new model, right? A new thought to answer the old thought with. And for me, this is just the perfect way to practice spending time thinking a new thing because when I think about practicing something, I think, okay, I need to get this into my routine. I need to set aside an amount of time each day to practice this new thought. And that's a little daunting for me, especially with, you know, busy lives and little kids and unpredictability. And I already have so many other things I'm trying to implement into my daily routine that I am quick to say like, oh, who has time for that? Who has time to sit down and like spend 10 minutes thinking I'm talented and capable and I can figure things out and I can accomplish anything. Like those are all things I want to spend time thinking and things I want to believe, but I don't really feel like I have a lot of time to just practice those thoughts. Right. But having this thinking plan in place for when my lower brain offers me the thought of maybe this won't work or, but what if I don't know what to do? Right. Some of those thoughts that take me to confusion or self-doubt. And instead I'm working on believing like I can figure anything out. I know how to get it done. I know how to, you know, whatever those positive thoughts are, that's my thinking plan. I know the old thought. I know the new thought. That's how I practice it. I just let my life circumstances bring up those old thoughts. And then that's my cue. Oh, time to practice. I love that. I love that. I don't have to be like, I don't have to set aside specific time for it necessarily. My brain will bring it up. My brain will bring up those old thoughts I've identified that I'm working on not spending time thinking anymore. And then I'm like, oh, it's the perfect time to practice. And I'm just going about my normal daily life. And I'm just practicing things up here all the time. It's, it's so cool. It's like the best multitasking I've ever done. I can be driving my kids and cleaning my house and working with people and doing all the things I love to do. And I'm managing my mind up here. I'm practicing my new beliefs up here. And that every time I do that, they're becoming easier to think. The old thoughts getting less strong, less powerful. The new thought is getting more familiar, easier for it to come up on its own, come up 
even as not even an answer to the old thought, but just on its own. And that will just happen over time, especially if you have a lot of love and patience for, your, for yourself along the way. So this brings me to another concept I like to talk with my clients about, and that is affirmations. So a lot of people are really familiar with this concept of affirmations. And when I talk about practicing a new thought, that is often what will come up for people. And I want to say that I am in no way discouraging you to do affirmations. I just think there's a little bit missing there. There's a lot of great things about affirmations, and then they're just missing a few key pieces for me. If affirmations work amazingly for you, rock on, go keep doing that. I love it. I just want to offer you my thoughts on it in case you want to add this in to how you're practicing thoughts, right? So one problem with affirmations is that we often write lists of affirmations or thoughts that we don't currently believe that we want to believe and they're great thoughts. But if we reach too high, this has just been in my personal experience and I have seen this with my clients as well. If we go a little too aspirational for these thoughts, then our lower brain will reject them completely. <laughs> and then even like the opposite occurs because when you say that new thought, like I have a beautiful body, if that's, if your body image is something you're really struggling with and you want to believe that you have a beautiful body, but it's pretty far away. Like truly believing that is pretty far away. And we want to work toward it in a way that is just very doable and very believable for ourselves. Then when we practice that affirmation, you know, we look in the mirror and we say, I have a beautiful body. And our lower brain is like, absolutely not. Have you seen yourself lately? You know, and it just starts to like rehearse those old thoughts at you, the way you currently and easily think about your body. And so that's one problem with affirmations is that um, while you can go for any thought you want, they're all available. I just think there is a strategic way to build towards a very awesome, very lofty thought so that we have, we really set ourselves up for success. The second problem I found with affirmations is that typically it's a little bit more in your daily routine. Like I was just talking about, like every morning I repeat these affirmations and every night before I go to bed, I repeat these affirmations and that is excellent. But I also just don't think it's enough. Now, I don't want you to think that like every hour on the hour, I have to say my affirmations, but it's like I already mentioned the way I like to do it is almost like my, my thinking plan, right? You might consider my thinking plan, one of my affirmations, a new thought I'm working on really bringing into my belief. Like I can believe it, so I'm not going to reject it, but it's not something I spend very much time thinking. So it doesn't feel like a solid belief yet. And I think it all throughout my day in response to the old thought, just like I just explained. And for that, for me is so, so effective because when I recite my affirmations in the morning, and then all throughout the day, I'm thinking, who do I think I am? And I, I'm not answering that thought. That thought is just wreaking havoc on me all day long. And then that night I say my affirmations again. And I say like, I am strong. I am confident. I am capable, right? Those are amazing affirmations, but I didn't answer that terrible one all day. And it just got such a foothold in my mind. And so while the affirmations are excellent, I think that they just missed the boat just a tiny bit. And if affirmations are your thing, I really don't want you to feel attacked by this. I just, I just want to take it to the next level. That's all I'm trying to do here because I think affirmations are such an excellent thing. And even just like a great place to start, you can always start with affirmations and then work your way up to this mind management technique that I'm talking about where you're answering your negative thoughts throughout the day or your beliefs that you're not wanting to believe anymore. I'm going to wrap up this video today with some things that I've decided to believe, some examples for you. Some of these things are, like I said in the beginning, 
beliefs that I already have that I've just decided to keep on thinking. And some of these beliefs are brand new since I've discovered life coaching and mind management. So I gave this list in my podcast episode, deciding what to believe, which is in your list of podcast episodes in this email that you're getting today. So go check it out there. And I talk more about all of this and especially go listen to Brooke Castillo's podcast episodes from the Life Coach School podcast on everything belief. That woman is amazing at talking about this topic and I just love everything she has to say about it. So make sure to get to those episodes. But I'm gonna go ahead and read you these examples so you can see a little bit of what I mean about really getting clear and really deciding what you wanna believe on purpose. So here are a few things I have decided to believe about myself and about other important areas of my life. Keep in mind, no one gave me permission to believe these things. And most of these things I've decided to believe are not necessarily provable. In fact, I can find evidence for an opposing belief if I spend time looking for it, but I've decided to just believe it all anyway, because it serves me to do so. Personally, I've decided to believe I'm the best one to meet my own needs. The universe is constantly conspiring in my favor. I'm not for everyone and that's okay. I have an amazing and healthy body. I do my best and my best is enough. Everything happens right on time. Hard work feels amazing. I have plenty of money and plenty of time and I make my decisions the right ones. In my family, I've decided to believe that it is so easy to love my husband. My husband is lucky to be married to me. We are all in this together. I'm an amazing mom and my kids are lucky to have me. And I know that my kids know that I love them. Spiritually, I've decided to believe I am a daughter of God. I have heavenly parents who love me and are always with me. I have a loving heavenly brother named Jesus Christ, who is my savior and he died for me. Even when I feel alone, I know that I'm never alone. I will get to live with my family in heaven. And this mortal life is so important, but it's also just a very small part of my eternal timeline. In my business, I've decided to believe that discomfort is the currency for my dreams. Everything is figure outable. I love all the humans. I keep commitments to myself. I am willing to be wrong about anything. And because I have the model, I can coach anyone about anything. In regards to my mental health, I've decided to believe that my feelings are always preceded by a thought. My thoughts create my feelings. The results in my life are always directly related to what I'm spending time thinking about. I know I already have all of the answers. Awareness creates authority. Worry pretends to be necessary. And love is always an option. So this is just a sample to give you a lot of great examples. And I want to end this video with my final just favorite thought of all time, which is that every single thought that I think is optional and every single thought in the world is available to me. Good luck this week and I'll talk to you soon. Ready to take what you are learning here on the podcast to the next level? Then check out my new video course, Resiliency Training. This year-long course of weekly video classes is the perfect way to increase the efforts that you are already making when it comes to improving your deployment experience and making your mental health a priority. We can all use a little help sometimes to get through the difficulties of military life, and that's exactly the boost this course will give you. Sign up on my website, simplyresilient.net. I can't wait to work with you.